KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, August 11th. We'll hear from a Ramona woman whose house was saved by firefighters. But first, let's do the headlines. Train service through Del Mar is back on schedule after what is being called a bluff failure interrupted service earlier this week. The North County Transit District says Wednesday night lifeguards reported the bluff failure near 11th Street in Del Mar. And train service was disrupted until a geotechnical engineer was able to assess the impacted area and clear any hazards to the tracks. NCTD says the tracks are inspected twice a week for safety and the agency continues supporting stabilization efforts as well as relocating the tracks for rail operations. Veterans and survivors who might qualify for disability benefits under last year's PACT Act have until Monday to apply and qualify for backdated benefits. Veterans Affairs says errors plagued its website during the original August 9th deadline, and many could not submit in time. The PACT Act expands the number of medical conditions that will automatically qualify veterans exposed to certain toxins or their survivors for benefits. Veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan exposed to burn pits and those who were exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam are among the many groups who now qualify. The new deadline to submit an intent to file is 9 p.m. on Monday. The weather is going to feel a bit warmer today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service says that on both days, it's expected to be gloomy in the morning but then gradually become sunny in the afternoon with inland temperatures in the low 80s, temps by the coast in the high 60s, and in the county's desert areas, temps will be in the low hundreds. It's expected to get hotter on Sunday. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Firefighters continue to work to put out the Bunny Fire in Ramona. The fire has burned more than 180 acres, but no structures have been lost. Reporter Alexander Wynn talked to a homeowner whose house was saved from the fire. You can't replace, this is the stuff that matters, this is the stuff that I grab. Mindy Stallone was home teaching a class on Zoom when the fire broke out. She said firefighters showed up at her doors within 10 minutes, telling her they were there to protect her home. Some of them took chainsaws and started working on some of the brush. Others were walking around the house, moving my wooden picnic tables away from the house. I got a sense they were serious very professional, they had a mission. 
The fire stopped just feet from her home. Sloan says she felt a debt of gratitude to the firefighters for saving her home. Crews will remain at the scene mopping up hotspots and getting the fire fully contained. Alexander Nguyen, KPBS News. More than 2 million Americans are living with hepatitis C and don't even know it. A nationwide tour to provide free testing and treatment options has come to San Diego. Here's reporter Melissa May with more. The Elimination Awareness Tour is at Father Joe's Villages through Friday. Father Joe's is San Diego's largest homeless services provider, and this event is meant to reduce some of the barriers unsheltered individuals face when it comes to health care. Paul Sheck is the program manager at the San Diego Day Center at Father Joe's Villages. It's important because just the nature of our population can lead to hep C spread. I mean, it can be done through shared needles, shared razors, shared hygiene equipment, bad tattoos, things like that. So these are things that could be affecting our population. According to Father Joe's chief health officer, the combination of high risk for transmission and low utilization of healthcare services makes the homeless population especially vulnerable and likely to suffer increased health consequences, which can include liver damage, liver cancer, and cirrhosis, as well as death. Melissa May, KPBS News. This month is National Breastfeeding Month. True Care Health Centers offers education on breastfeeding, but medical professionals with the health centers also want to highlight the impact breast milk donations have on high-risk babies. Reporter Tanya Thorne says the centers are holding a milk drive. This will be the second time Christina Davies donates breast milk at True Care's Milk Drive in San Marcos. I think for me it is really rewarding to be able to donate milk. That's because when Davies welcomed her son, she wasn't producing breast milk yet, but the hospital offered her donated breast milk. You know, if moms aren't donating milk, then there is no donated milk for the baby. A gesture Davies pays forward and hopes more moms will too. This Saturday, TrueCare is partnering with UC Health Milk Bank for a breast milk drive and health fair. Moms can drop off any excess breast milk between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. at the True Care in San Marcos. No previous donation experience is needed. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. The fall semester is underway in the Chula Vista Elementary School District with two newly designated community school campuses. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more on one clear benefit they are offering students. Free eye exams and a new pair of glasses for students who need them. The Chula Vista Elementary School District has partnered with Vision to Learn, a nonprofit organization that supports low-income families. This fall, the district designated Palomar and Harborside Elementary as community school campuses, fully funded with state money and partnerships that provide support and services beyond regular school programs. Seven-year-old Brisa Catalan was struggling 
struggling in first grade, but this semester's second grade will be different. When I was looking at the screen like to do my homework, I couldn't see and it looked it all blurry, but now um, when I have these glasses, I can look closer. The Chula Vista District has applied to the state to fund nine of its other campuses next year to become community schools. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The Chula Vista Elementary School District also announced the winning name of its newest campus late yesterday afternoon. The school board received more than 100 submissions from the public. The school located in the Montecito community of Old Tai Ranch will be named Sonia Sotomayor Elementary School in honor of the first Hispanic woman to serve on the Supreme Court. Coming up, we hear from a San Diego drag queen who shot to the top of the iTunes Christian music charts after a Twitter tiff with a conservative worship leader. If there's one thing that drag performers everywhere have in common, it's that we know how to capitalize on a moment, you know? We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. San Diego drag queen Flamey Grant topped the iTunes Christian Music Charts last month. Reporter Katie Heisen sat down with the artist to learn the story behind the historic moment. Matthew Lovegood grew up in what they describe as a religious bubble in North Carolina. My church was super fundamentalist, very uh, patriarchal, very strict. So I uh, did not become a drag queen until I was nearly 40. I spent a long time avoiding <laughs> this fate right here. <laughs> Lovegood, now out as non-binary and gay, learned early not to explore gender. I definitely got the message from a really early age that this is not how a boy behaves, this is not how a boy dresses, you need to fit in better. Lovegood became a worship pastor, and in their late 20s moved to San Diego to start a new church. During that time, they began to question what they'd been taught and embrace that they were gay. And so when I did, I got kicked out of that church. <laughs> it was very hard. Lovegood says it was through doing drag that they ultimately decided to stay in the Christian church. It was inner child work for me, sitting in my bedroom, painting my face, and talking to that younger version of myself and saying, oh, okay, for years, for your whole life, you've carried this belief that something about you is broken and wrong and sinful and unworthy and unlovable. And what we're going to do now is let that kid know, you're okay, baby. Giving yourself the permission to believe in your own goodness. A pastor friend invited them to give a sermon as their drag queen persona, Flamey Grant. Their practice video went viral on TikTok. I spent the entire day just scrolling through comments of people saying, this makes me feel seen and makes me feel safe, which is what drag was doing for me. It was the first time I had an inclination that my drag was not just for me. It was for other people, too. Lovegood saw there was a role for them to play in Christianity. I feel like it's important 
for some people to take up space in the church when there's no representation. Then in July, Flaming Grant posed for a photo with several well-known Christian musicians. So somehow that photo got to Sean Foyt, who is a conservative worship leader. Foyt took to Twitter. This is the end goal of deconstruction, a former Christian musician collaborating with a drag queen. It's truly the last days. And I just replied back, end goal, baby, no, no, no. We're just getting started. He came back and said, well, good thing that hardly anyone listens to you or cares what you do, which is not a thing you say to a drag queen, because if there's one thing that drag performers everywhere have in common is that we know how to capitalize on a moment. You know, we know how to take something that is intended for our harm and turn it into our good. Lovegood asked their TikTok followers to propel their nearly year-old album, Bible Belt Baby, onto the iTunes Christian music charts. I rolled the dice knowing that, uh, knowing what I know about the queer community, that was, that was a good bet. Uh. <laughs> the album hit number one shortly after. Flamey Grant was soon in the headlines of Rolling Stone, Billboard, and Paste magazine. There are a lot of people <laughs> looking at this moment, and I want them to see that there is such a good life for you after you leave high-demand toxic religion. You don't, you don't have to leave your entire faith structure. You can stick around and just do it better. In a couple weeks, Lovegood and their husband plan to move back to North Carolina. You know, I'm still a Southern kid at heart, and um, I feel like my drag is will fit well in the South. So I, I want to make an impact where laws are literally being passed against queer people, trans people. In one of their last local performances, Lovegood performed a song from Flamey to Young Matthew. KPBS News. Before you go, we have details on a festival of Filipino punk music happening tomorrow at the Che Cafe in La Jolla. My colleague Julia Dixon Evans spoke with organizers of the Aklasan Festival. Here's her conversation with Carmela Prudencio and JJ Weber. Can you tell us about the name? Aklasan is a Tagalog word. What does that mean? So Aglason um, translated means uprising. So I think that for me, um, the Filipino identity is always going to be rooted in revolution, in anti-imperialism. So um, I feel like it's a very Filipino thing to be able to uprise and to stand against oppressors and colonizers and um, really uprising as a movement too, um, especially in the United States, the Philam community continues to grow in its presence and influence and culture. Um, so that fest is really about bringing the art, music, and activism together. So Carmela, punk and hardcore music that's traditionally been dominated by cis white men, at least in the mainstream, can you talk a little bit about why it's important for you to provide platforms and space for people of color, for the LGBTQ community and punk music and music festivals, particularly here in San Diego? For me, I think that um, I haven't gotten to share that like punk has been such a influence on my formative years. And so um, it's influenced my activism, my art curation um, and being Filipino American has been the center of all of that. Um, people that gravitate towards punk 
usually are folks that are anti-establishment or from marginalized communities. And although it has been seen as dominated by cis white communities, I think me and JJ know this, where growing up in like Inland Empire, we were some of the few Filipino folks going to these shows. And so um, getting to connect with other Filipinos um, and seeing where our overlaps are in interests and also in experience, I think really creates that connection to the music and the bands that are um, representing a gloss on fest are also speaking to Filipino causes and issues because it's really, like I said, rooted in our identity um, and working towards subverting against a system. So there are nine acts performing this Saturday. So can we talk about a couple of them? My favorite from the list is a band called Posey. JJ, can we start with you? Can you tell us a little bit about this band? Sure. Posey is a relatively new band. Uh, most of the members are based out of Olympia, Washington. Some of them are also based in New York City. Um, their sound is uh, a bit similar to bands like Nirvana or the Melvins. I would call it sludge punk. And the lyrics that the front person Benji writes are really interestingly structured. I believe they use a sort of literary cut-up technique. And a lot of the themes are the psyche of Filipinos and Filipino history. at times are very fast and other times are slow and trotting and they have a lot of energy to them. There's one more band I want to ask you about that's Obsolete Sun. It it kind of transcends description, but it feels more subtle. And this is your band, JJ. Can you tell us about it? Obsolete Sun is actually just me. It's my solo project. Uh, I started the project back in 2013 and It formed out of the ashes of my old band called Mother Boy, which was also, I would say, like a a sludge punk band. And I wanted to be able to do do performances on my own. So I use a drum machine and then I I play guitar and do vocals. At times it's, it's heavy, verging on metal. But then there are also songs where I will change the sound and it'll be more dark ambient sounding or and also employ elemental styles of industrial music and experimental noise music. Can you give us an example of one of the songs? So usually the songs will be either a hardcore song or a noise song. So for one of the noise songs, it's called Incomprehensible Alien Abomination. And for that song, I recorded it in a warehouse and I recorded samples of me banging different tools together. For one of the samples, I was hitting a ladder with a golf club. (laughs) And then on the sample, I added reverb and echo to that. And I also used things like nails and tire irons and then put all those together and created a rhythm using those sounds. 
And then on top of that, I added a layer of uh, synthesizer noise and then added my vocals on top of that. That's amazing. Um, thank you. That was J.J. Weber and Carmela Prudencio of Oclason Fest speaking with arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. The festival is for all ages. There will also be a Filipino food pop-up, artists, and more. It's tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. For more on this and other arts events happening this weekend, visit kpbs.org arts. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emmalyn Mohebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. We'd like to thank KPBS reporter and anchor John Carroll for helping the podcast team this week. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.